Okay, we began last week this Shuvah's Marik, which is the most quoted source in the Sugya, quoted by the Ramah, and it has to be understood thoroughly, as any Makar would be, because he gives three answers to the following psaq that a child in certain situations where somebody objectively agrees with him and he has a choice for a spouse, I'm using him choosing her because uh, with the lady it might be different and we'll get to that uh, when we finish the three reasons. Depends on which reason you hold of. And the Marik says the child, Lomaisa, does not have to listen to the parent if either they're being, well, they're being totally unreasonable, that would be obvious, even if they're giving good reasons why they don't think it's a great idea, if he's not being totally out of sync in terms of the reality of it and uh, he's doing something that's not damaging, we're not talking about a chiv arvis to stop somebody from doing something uh, that's going to be a, uh, a terribly damaging thing to his entire lifestyle. We're talking about he's uh, from guy, from young lady, wants to do things right, and it's not their cup of tea. And they have half decent reasons why they're concerned. And the Marik says it's not really that relevant, and he doesn't have to listen. The question is why. The Marik offers three different reasons. The Ramah brings down the Marik in one line that he doesn't have to listen. It doesn't say which reason. For our sugya, if you've been working on the last few nights, the reason that is Halach Lamaisa is going to make a huge nafkamina. And that is, we have one of the reasons floating around in the background that child maybe doesn't have to listen to anything the parent says if it's not direct servicing of the keyboard and he's not disagreeing with them overtly and it's not murder. And there is such a possibility in the Rashba and the Ritva, even though the Chaznish says it's not true and the Gra might say it's not true. And Rabbi Yoshua will see in the next Shuvu, he talks about switching Nusuch HaTfilah. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so he talks about this. Many, many Peskim say that it does fall under either Kibbut or Merah or both. But there are Achrayinim who say not so. And they quote this Marik. Marik says just that in his third reason. The million dollar question is, why does he say a third? Whatever the reasons he give, this is the most encompassing. It has nothing to do with marriage. It has to do with, they're asking you to do something, it has nothing to do with them, it's not servicing them, and you're not openly disagreeing with them, you're just ignoring them. So if that's not under keep it of aim, so say that first, and only say that. You don't need any other reasons. So we're going to go back to now, reason number one and number two, and then get to number three. You could say that the Marik, like many other truths, is bolstering his position and saying, besides the obvious reason, which my question is, was so obvious, why did he say it first? Besides that, there's also a Shaila over here, it's too painful for the child, and it's considered giving of your own money, and we pass Kimi Shalav, because of that reason, it's not only a din of money, it's a din in pain, a tircha, and this is too much of a tsar to give up the spouse that he chose, and therefore you're not mechuyim, was he pass Kimi Shalav, which is the first reason we discussed last week, and the Marik is simply saying that that's another reason, even if we didn't have the other two reasons. Yeah, we're going to see all three reasons now. The question is, do they stand independent? Or are they only together? A lot of times, chuvas are written, and it's a sniflahokal, zev, 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 zegerim. And we wouldn't paskin like any of them independently. And sometimes this reason would have been good enough. We happen to have more reasons, so we'll add in more. And that's going to be a big nafkamin over here. The first reason we saw already, we'll see it again quickly in Eis Gimel, Asher Nistapakdam, page one. 
And Yesh Kabiyah Now, if you recall, the kid made a shvu over here that he's not going to do this, and the shvu is binding. So that was the psak in this particular case. But he says, and by the way, in absence of the shvu, does the child have to listen? Which means objectively, it's a normal decision. The child doesn't have to listen to the parent. Number one, three reasons here. This way we pass. So he doesn't have to give up his own money. And the next one might not be so appealing. And he's not mechuyiv. That's reason number one. Reason number two, void. This will be left off. The Interesting lashon. It's not absolute, but he says, I'm pretty... Convinced that it's almost like asking him to do an Avera. What's the Avera? Well, he's already asking him not to do a mitzvah. He wants to get married next month, and if he has to now find another one, the father says, I'll set you up again. It's going to be a delay. He's pushing off a mitzvah getting married. He says, It's worse. Shari Amar Abbasen Azal, Kedushin, as well, also Adam Shikash Zisha Achirena. You can't get married till you see her. The reason you have to see her is because we don't want a situation where it's set up and then you're going to be disappointed. So the purpose of that is not just to save you disappointment, it's to be mekayim when you get married, as we mentioned, Iker Kim is with a spouse. So if you're not happy and it was uh, forced upon you, you can make it work out, but there, there is the possible downside of it not being a full Kim of Ahavta And then he puts uh, almost in parentheses, it's not in uh, parentheses, but he says in Europe, in his time already they were doing it. Uh, travel was difficult and the shidduch was hard to make and they you know, lose it, the opportunity and they used to do it long distance and they showed up for the chuppah. No so pictures. somebody asked me, what? There were no pictures. There were no pictures, right. And there were no pictures and they weren't sending out resumes of pictures and many don't send, the re- send out resumes of pictures today either and many do. That's a different schmooze. Uh, also a recent vintage, but they didn't have pictures, yes. And they used to show up. Somebody asked me when I mentioned this uh, last week, they said, well, he came for the chuppah, why not? Have sort of like a bashow, like for a half hour before a chasen's dish. So they probably had a minute not to see the kala the day of or the week of. So if they had that minute, that's going to be difficult. Even if they did, okay, to see or a glimpse of her for 10 seconds before, and you could also say he sees her when they pick up the veil by the Kedushan, right before the Maitre Kedushan, which is a self like as we once spoke about. Do you have to do that or not? He assumed the lady dressed in white is probably his kala. Maybe that was a What? It's very tough to get out of at that point. Uh, it's very tough to get out of it when everybody just drove in by horse and buggy for nine weeks and everybody assembled from all over Europe and they all came and converged on Krakow and everybody's here. But yes, it's even more difficult uh, 10 seconds before I ran Megadesh asleep. Okay. But he said we do it all the time because less Bray uh, reminds you of the thesis uh, he talks about when the Gemara says you shouldn't marry them off too young. And Tate says, and we do just that because if anybody has any money, he better spend it on marrying off his children before the next pogrom. Like we read this, like you got to be thankful for what you have. Anybody had most people without money. If you had any money, you better spend it quickly marrying off the kids. Because not not saying the other them over here, I'm saying that's what it was in Europe. It was so shaky that you could be a gavir adir. It happened to Rabbi Tom. One pogrom, he lost. He was a gavir adir, and he he almost got killed. Some 
some lady schlepped him into the house and saved his life. Uh, and he lost everything overnight. That wasn't uncommon. So Taisa says, even though the Gemara says you shouldn't marry him up that early, we do it today because of Malasho Emasai. So a lot of things are done in Europe, Vishas to the Chak, even though the Gemara in a perfect circumstance wasn't too in favor of it. So what do you see? You see, Chazal very interested on making sure this works in terms of the Ava Vachiba Haftalech Hamelech Hareshik Pidush Yikach Isha Sheyechbatz Ba VeTimsa Chaim Beina VeChaim Bekam Bekam Is Choshu Chachamim VeChavu Isha Baila For Hashiv. So what do you see from here? You see from here that the kid uh, has his heart set on this already, and the father is saying no. And uh, it's going to be a problem, even if he uh, ends up giving in, and the father finds him somebody else. So For, not a mechatos issue. It's a. It's going to be a chisarin or hatzul bechakamecha. What is that? Yeah. So that actually caused the problem. Leah, Paskim Sepeding, she felt like a sanua, even though Yaakovinu didn't not like her. He had tainers the beginning. And she felt it, and she felt horrible. And yes, that wasn't the greatest uh, mix for natural haftalech kamecha. And it worked out at the end, Hashem, because Hashem yetzad over, and Yaakovina realized that. And that's why she was given many children right away. And Rocha wasn't. To be able to balance that out. What? It says, Yar, she was Sanuwa, so Hashem wanted to balance it out, so he gave her children. That's because she was the original. That's complicated. She she was the original. Rashad, if you'll call it that, the both Rashad. But uh, there was a special ava, and she remained the Akira Savais because of that. That was the whole time of the movement afterwards. While she was alive, my mother had most of the children, and came first. Already understood she was second. She wasn't the Akira Savais. But now that uh, Rachel is not here, so she has to be second now. That was the whole sixth of the movement. Moving. It was a it was a sensitive topic and. No, Hashem Yetzadavar and the Avos Kadeshim understood that at the end. So the Yemos, but it wasn't easy. We will get back to this case, but right now the simple version is the father is in a fight with somebody. And he tells his kid, "I don't want you talking to him. And I don't want you davening in that shul, and I don't want you going into into a business with that guy." That third one is actually you know, yeah, you might have to listen to the father. It depends on what he knows. But Stam, to continue, Machlech, is the father's asking you to do a Maisa Veri, you're not Machlech to listen. That gets sticky once in a while, because often the father was Ba'avol, then the father's right, and we understand him, and the kid's stuck between a rock and a hard place. But I'm sure we'll get back to that. And he tells him, don't be Machlech for the next 50 years. And we pass on Lachal Maisa, the father makes such a request, you can ignore him and make Shalom. Now, should you make Shalom and invite him over the house every day with the father watching and get it? No. Obviously, you shouldn't uh, put it in the parent's face. But if you can, through uh, back channels, uh, make some sort of Shalom and uh, keep it quiet, the father can't ask you to violate the din also. So he's chayshish that by listening to the father, if he's going to end up violating that's like asking him to do it very, very. Yes? A lot of these things that we've been talking about seem like the way to get out of a lot of them is by sending like a little bit of a lie to your parents. Like like in a situation like this, uh, I don't want you to talk to this guy. And you might be talking to him and all you have to say is, oh, I haven't spoken to that guy for, for who knows how long. You try desperately to avoid being asked the question. 
I know, but all the other situations when we were talking about earlier on, like, um, your, your mother is hot and you until you're 40, wear a coat. And you yeah. can say, oh, I always wear a coat, mom. And, you know, and... So you're asking, uh, when are you allowed to live in Meidake Sholem? The answer but, is, few and far between. Well, mind you, of the Gemara, when Rav was having whatever what was going on, we're never really sure, but the Rebetzin, I guess, uh, felt uh, for Kapara purposes, whatever he asked for, she did the opposite. Pretty uh, horrific situation. And to the extent that she would ask him what he wanted for dinner, he said milkshakes, and she would serve steak. If he asked a flesh, she served pizza. Although I doubt Rav ever had pizza. Uh, so when Chia, his son, grew up, he realized the formula, and he, started, he said, Ta, you know, he had a hard day, I'll, I'll take the orders. And then he started getting exactly what he wanted. And he mentioned to his son, he says, you know, things uh, really improved around here. So he couldn't hold it in. He said, well, yeah, sort of, uh, I, I sort of figured out the formula. And he said, you know what? I'm glad I have a son who's a chacham. You figure that out, but don't do it. Ah, the classic example of lying made Dr. Shalom. It increased Shalom. So he said, if it's something you always have to lie about, that's not good for anybody's midas because you become a liar. You become sneaky. So... I'm not telling you right now. I'm sure it'll come up later on in the series, but what the cutter point is, how many times, but you don't want to be in a situation where it's happening all the time and you're constantly lying and lying and lying because that can, the meat of lying can grow on you. So in your scenario, you should always avoid it. And when you call your mother, try to, you know, put the conversation in some other direction and hope it doesn't come up. And if it comes up once in a while, and you feel that's some Nate Dr. Shalom, then it's a Shaila like any other Shaila. But if it's constant, that's going to be an issue. It's probably a lot better, not probably, definitely a lot better to put on the coat. The only time you have a head to not to is either like the place can say you never have to, but many places can say you should. If it's 90 degrees, then you're going to chalosh because they're sweating, and she doesn't know that. Otherwise, instead of... Uh, I tell this to the kids all the time, kids in general, it's better... Even if there's an angle of huckle, if you can avoid it, just do it. And you, because otherwise you have to start lying. It's going to blow up in your face. It's really not going to die. So uh, if um, sometimes children, you want to know what happened to the homework, and they said uh, the dog ate it, and you remind them they don't have a dog, and neither do any of the neighbors. And you know, once you start saying things that aren't exactly true, it uh, gets out of hand, and ultimately it, uh, it gets them even more aggravated. So it's not so pushy. Your example with the uh, funny beep in it's a stroll, like, uh, where are you? So if you, can, uh, if you have a story that'll go over well and it won't be a constant checker, like uh, these new phones, they have this thing and they always beep even if you're in New York. But it's not, usually logistically, it's not a great idea because it, it doesn't, uh, people weren't born yesterday and it doesn't, it doesn't go over well. Okay, so that's reason number two. He says, Karov, that he's asking to do it, Varavari doesn't have to listen. Now, reason number three, which Lachari is the main reason, Void, Next paragraph. All these give is when the father of Sheikhs, you're servicing him, Kagain. Panasasav, Shesaragufaav, you're feeding him, you're taking care of him, Kyuma. The Mosul of Shaya Begave, it has nothing to do with him, Kihacha, like the son's choice and spouse. Pshita de Ainkarh Laav Limchas Beben, Lamisham Kavid, Vilamisham Mera. Spells it out very clearly. Now, this is much more encompassing in terms of the gather than the first two reasons. So if this were true, you want to say the other two reasons, say this first. I don't have a great answer. Could be he felt he wants to give two reasons that are unique to this case, and then, by the way, the whole thing really is not too much of a shayla because you don't have to listen. Or, Marik knew it's a machlekes and you can make the Yukimir Shanami either way, and he didn't want to say this first because this is subject to machlekes, which it is. 
That's the Shaila. What's the real reason of the Ma'arik? Or did the Ma'arik require all three? Or two out of three? Then koch lav limchad beben lo mishem kavod lo mishem merit lo shayir kavod ela kegai ma'achelo ma'ashkeyu ma'adisho maniloi. Mira is lo yeshib mimkaymai and lo says is devarv. And here you're not saying I'm not listening. You're just not listening. Chayin kiyetz bezed the shayir lav or milsu lo shayir ha'ab begavav shita den koch lav limchus biad benoi. So here he spells it out, and the other raya they bring the Ramah brings it down lachalaisa the Ramah and all of his kibbutzim only brings this once in this case. So now, does the is why do I only bring this for this application? Is it because he felt the Ma'arik needed the other two reasons, and this reason doesn't stand alone? Because we're machmer, and you normally have to listen. But over here, he's asking you to do the ravera after chamecha. It's too expensive, too much sar. Expensive in terms of the feelings and the uh, and the effort. In which case, it's not going to help us for the rest of the sugya. And the right of would be the Ramah only quotes it over here. Why does Ramah say a general klal that you don't have to listen if it's not direct covenant? It's not mirror. He doesn't say it. Nobody says it over here. The answer to that might be that often the Ramah quotes a direct Acharon and the Ramah Ma'arik is talking about this case. So he quotes this Ma'arik, but who had din? The other ones, and he holds the third reason stands alone. That's the uh, million dollar question which the Acharonim hotly debate. What did the Ma'arik mean over here? Yes? So what happens if the, the proposed Mekotin is a miserable guy who is, uh, everybody who is a miserable businessman, he's, uh, he's been incarcerated before. Right, so if the, that's why I said the third case is less pusher because if the father knows information the kid doesn't know and the father's trying to help him and stop him even though it's still not keep it of aim but then you're aggravating the father only for no reason he's trying to protect you and you think you know better which the younger generation always feels in certain circumstances there you should listen just because A is going to aggravate him and B he's your father and he probably has your best uh, best interest in mind uh, you don't have to if he tells you to continue a fight with him. Oh, getting married, you mean? Yeah. Getting married, you don't have to. I thought you meant going to business. No, no, no. Oh, getting married? Okay, so let me, I was going to address that uh, probably after, but I'll, I'll address it now. What happens if the guy is about to get married and the father or the parents are not only saying it's not becovedate, they don't have enough money, whatever their problem is, they claim it's a downright bizillion. That already, some place can say, if it's causing outright sire to the parents, the child has no right to do that. The dividing line, these are very emotional issues besides very sticky, sensitive halachic issues. And everything is all in one bag. To figure that out, I've had this in many cases, with many stripes and colors. To figure that out, it takes work. You really got to investigate. He says, she says. You got to really try to have an objective. And that's not easy because that's why I want to show you page two, which we'll start now. Uh, it's the same Marik. He adds another important point which addresses your issue. It's a question of not listening to them. So it, maybe it's not the Kivit, maybe it's not the Yira, maybe it's too much Tsar, maybe it's a Dvar Vera. Okay, we have the possibilities. What happens if it's a Tsar for the parent? So are you allowed to, with the whole Shiloh, Michel Avril, you have to spend money to service them, spend a lot of money. If they don't need it, spend their money. What happens if it's Tsar? You have to spend your money to save them tsar. That's a big question and very no gay over here, which is what Marik talks about in the context of this tshuva. And he's going to bring the famous case where you're standing in the cruise, the Sneastika cruise that's not going anywhere in Alaska with the time zone. It's hard to figure out. And the international dateline is hard to figure out. And everything's kosher v'yosher. And I'm saying all these disclaimers. You shouldn't think that I'm okaying any of this. So you can get a kosher one. I'm just, I, I don't want to go on record which ones are better, which ones are worse. <laughs> Uh, the ones going um, 
to Sneezdika places in a positive venue that are not going to Hawaii near the weekend with the international dateline. You know, there are all sorts of uh, possible issues, but that's not today's sugya. You're on the ship and you're on the deck uh, observing the wonderful Niflis Aberi of the glaciers. I guess that's why you go on these cruises to Alaska. And you stand next to your father. And he takes a wallet. We're going to yet discuss whose wallet it is because the Gemara is not clear. The famous case in the Gemara, which brought down Shogunar. He takes it and throws it overboard. So uh, the Gemara says you can't embarrass him and you can't start screaming and yelling. And there's a very, very big number one, whose wallet is it? Number two, if he's about to throw it overboard, can you stop him? It's only after he threw it overboard, it's floating away and you can't get it anyway. So why embarrass him? And it sounds like um, an interesting case. The Gemara gave this case, Lasabra Salizen. It doesn't happen every day. To show you how far you have to go and keep it over him. Especially when you're going to start being mavazed them. So he's going to talk about that soon enough. And the reason he's talking about it uh, is it could be Nagea. He doesn't, he doesn't reference it directly, but the Pesachim do bring up on the Pesachim's Marik. If the parents aren't just complaining, it's not choshev enough for them. They feel, they claim it's a downright bizayin. So you have to have a third party objectively look at it. Is this a bizayin? Or they say, no, it's a bizayin. They have less than $100 million. That's a bizayin. For our status, that's a bizayin. $10 million, $1 million. But they have too much money, it's a bizayin. Whatever their time is, not enough yichas, too much, whatever. They feel a bizayin. So that is a concern. And our parents would say, if it's a real sign, a real bizayin, they have the right to object. That's very hard to figure out because they will always claim that we're not being petty, it's a bizayin. They're always going to claim that. The question is, uh, when is it true and when is it imagined? That's the so problem. By, yes? Sorry, by chayvus, is it in need to pay back Achimisa? Yes. Yeah, but the shayla is, is that covered because it's a bizayin that he left this world not paying back his debts and the creditors are furious and have been of him. It's a very strong, Rabbi Kivek did mention the word cover, but he also mentioned the cover and the fact that it's a bizillion to the father if they don't. That's Michel Ben. Also Michel Ben at that point. Rabbi Kivek asked that, and Rabbi Kivek says that since it came directly from the Yerusha of the father, he asked the Kasha, but he says apparently that's not considered Michel Ben because it came from the father's money. Yeah, if the kids, well, I can't say it's not an Indian otherwise, but it's more of an Indian. If the father will have no Yerusha and the kids themselves are struggling, there's a lot less of an Indian. Shaz, well, how much of an Indian there is at all? I mean, it's got to be some Indian, but yes, it's mainly from the father's money. And Bikivega struggles with it, but he says apparently that's not considered a violation of Mishalav or Mishal Ben. That, that's, he says that at the end of the Chuvah. So you have to really clarify the answer to your question is a strong yes, Tsar might make a difference according to some face, can you have to figure out? what sire is and what designer is. Let's just start it on page two. You see the bracket four lines down? Now, the shayla is, what's the case? So, Rabbi Yitzchak says that the case is where it's the father's wallet. So, no, Mishalav, it's the father's arnaki. So why would the kid now start screaming and yelling? It's not his wallet. What's the answer? Yerusha. Yerusha. What's a funny thing. He's standing on a deck. The father, probably healthy and young. <laughs> the hot meat is he to start screaming and yelling. You just throw away, you threw away $5,000 in your wallet and that could have been put to good use in 50 years from now. <laughs> okay. What? Yeah, it's a, but, but that embarrassed. If you're embarrassed and it's not the money, 
it's just the principle, then you're going to bury yourself more by screaming, yelling after it's floating in the water already. You're not going to accomplish anything. So that's the money. Uh, maybe, maybe that was the money for the trip. It doesn't, anyway. He's going to be begging anyway. It doesn't sound like that. It sounds like, they point that, it's not my Kiddush, they point out it's Yerusha related, but even though. Just doing, he's doing something stupid. Well, that's what he asked. It's, it's embarrassing, but he did it already. The other side is he threw it overboard. There, there are two cases, we can examine both. He's about to throw it overboard, but he threw it overboard. But he threw it overboard, clearly all the, all the Rishayim say, be careful not to scream and yell and embarrass him because it's done already and uh, bygones be bygones. Well, if the, if the father is, who cares? Why would he, what's the Havamina? The economics, answer is, Yerusha material. In economics, it's called the sunk cost. Sun as an S-O-N? Sun, sunk cost. In economics. Oh, sunk cost. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and even if you say, it's talking about a case where it was a son's wallet. So why is the father throwing it overboard? So some Mishanim say, well, if he's throwing it overboard just to a uh, crazy act of Baltashkas, he's a Russia, you know, it's a nice Amcha, no Chiv Kibud. So he says, why is he doing it? Why would somebody throw a wallet overboard? In the modern contemporary mind, we're not going to understand this, but we're trying to say the only possible logical explanation for throwing this wallet overboard is to instill, inflict, we would say inflict, instill fear in the hearts of his family. To know the very list of him, he means business. If you don't, he's going to start throwing things overboard. not going to throw things at them, but he's going to do something irrational. We would say, okay, um, you don't want to do that because they're going to have to go to therapy and that's going to cause a lot of damage. But the Gemara had no issue. The Gemara says that was the normal reason to throw it overboard. Interesting. You had to be there. Commercial Pierce takes his chance. Okay, so we're going to get back to Mitzvah Shem. Remind me after Yantif. We will start promptly Shir Monday night. And tomorrow night we will uh, start with Megillus Rus and we'll go on to some Trelis and some other interesting things. You're invited uh, to Minchamarev at late night. The late night Shir will be up here.